Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. All right, before we get started, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, this is a <clears throat> one guy with the mic, dingers and dunks. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the NBA season and the uh, MLB World Series. And also, of course, it's Football Friday, folks. So we got to have our picks in for the week as well. So that will be happening this uh, in this episode. Also, before we uh, before we start, uh, thanks again to everybody for dealing with last week's technical issues and getting through that and still downloading the episode. Really appreciate that. Hope you guys enjoyed the uh, 1984 Detroit Tigers episode. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, go ahead and go back and listen to it uh, from last week. Uh, I might be able to get... I'm thinking about doing an interview, um, but we'll probably do something small. Uh, to begin with and then maybe we could do something bigger after that so we'll try that as well also uh want to give you guys a little heads up that we do we do we are an ambassador for shankitgolf.com uh so if you go there and use buy your purchase your golf apparel they got polos hats uh t- golf towels golf gloves Actually, the golf club I got is actually, I've used it for about three weeks now, and it's really good, a really good golf club that I'm surprised by because I go through a lot of golf clubs real quick, so, uh, and I got a, I got a hat and a towel and a glove for like 50 bucks, so when you go there and you go to check out, use the code one guy in the checkout and you'll get a you'll get a discount i think it's like 10 or 15 percent but the code is one guy that's o-n-e-g-u-y oh now let's get into the randomness of the major league baseball playoffs yes that's a brian cashman quote that says the playoffs are random and i am very much a believer of that because of the world series we have set up this year we got the d-backs the arizona diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. This is the Diamondbacks' second World Series. Uh, the last one coming in 2001 when they beat the New York Yankees in seven games. Um, for all you Yankees fans out there, I know it's a real heartbreaker with Luis Gonzalez getting a bloop singer over Derek Jeter in order for Jay Bell to score. And then you got, uh, on the other side, you got the Texas Rangers who were in the was in the World Series in 2010 and 2011. And that was when Josh Hamilton was their star player. Um, and they lost to the Giants and lost the Bruce Bochy Giants, by the way. And also lost to the St. Louis Cardinals, thanks to David Flippin' Freeze. One's going to get their first World Series championship, and the other is going to not. Or the other one's going to get their second one, I should say. Uh, so, all right. So now, like I said, nobody picked the D-backs or the Rangers to be in this World Series. In fact, I started in my MLB preview show. Uh, I picked the Mariners and the Padres, 
and we all see how well that turned out. Also, one thing to note on the, these two teams, this is the first time that both road teams were down 3-2, went back to the host team's house, and won game 6-7 and seven on the road. So, which means they're road teams. Also, both teams come into the World Series as wildcard teams, with Texas losing the division in the last weekend of the season, um, thanks to the Houston Astros. Astros taking that over, and then Arizona taking the final spot in the uh, NL. They lost their last four games of the season and snuck in because the Cubs and the Reds collapsed to hold on to the to the last two spots. So, um, the last two times that we had, the last time two wild card teams faced off in the World Series took place. Uh, back in 2014, Bruce Bochy's Giants versus the Kansas City Royals. And then also the other one was 2002. The Giants, led by Dusty Baker, played against the Anaheim Angels at the time, but now known as the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. That took place in 2002. So this is Bruce Bochy's third team uh, to make the World Series, and he's 3-1. and one. His only loss being in 1998 when he was the manager of the Padres and they lost to that stellar 1998 Yankees team. However, he did win, uh, that Yankees team did win four titles in three years. Uh, Bruce Bochy's Giants won three titles in five years. Yes, because they won in, four, in 10, 12, and 14. And... Um, So this is also the, like I said, the Diamondbacks' first time since 2001, and they've only been in the league uh, since 98, right? No, 93. Came in the league in 93. My bad. So the Diamondbacks are managed by Tori Luvo, Luvo, Luvello uh, and are, the, are in their second postseason with him as manager. The other one came in 2017. Uh, this is all. This is his first World Series as a manager or even as a coach. But in 2004, he did win the Carolina League with the Kinston Indians, and in 2005, he won the Eastern League with the Akron Arrows. So he does have some championship pedigree behind him. Um, and he did manage the Boston Red Sox for 48 games in 2015, but that's when they were in last place. So not much change in the last six years or eight years. Sorry. Oh, um, manager wise, this if you take the managers into this, Bruce Bochy has all the experience in the world. Um, so I'm giving a leg up on the managers to Mr. Bochy. Now Arizona won the NLCS with their pitching in the game six and seven. They shut down the trio of Schwarber, Harper, and Turner the last two games, and they because they combined for oh, they combined to go one for twenty. Uh, this Arizona staff had a below average ERA with a four point four seven during the season, and in the NLCS it was uh, it dropped down to a four point one three. So they do give a lot of runs up, um, and they the Rangers offense definitely can take advantage of their mistakes. 
Uh, and the weird thing about that NLCS is that the Phillies had a 2.79 ERA, which makes their loss even crazier to me. But, I mean, they did have the blown saves in games uh, three and four when Kimbrell forgot how to pitch, who had a 12 ERA, a 12.00 ERA in the NLCS. Meanwhile, the Rangers pitching wasn't, uh, wasn't, I mean, it wasn't better. I mean, they did have, against the Astros, they did have a 4.71 ERA. Um, however, the Astros had a 5.29 ERA. Uh, the The Rangers' top two pitchers have been Jordan Montgomery and uh, Nathan Eovaldi. Uh, they are 7-0 and combined. Uh, the four games that they won against Houston, they both pitched. They also have Max Scherzer, and I know he came off injury. And didn't really pitch well in games three. Did he pitch? I'm not sure if he pitched in another game besides three or not. But, I mean, Scherzer, if he gets on, and if you can just get five innings out of that guy, that's that should be a one right there. So, uh, then they got Chapman in the back end as a closer. D-backs got Paul Sewald, who converted 38 of 48 to 42 saves this year between the D- Diamondbacks and the, and the Mariners. So, realistically... They have. If you get to their closers, they can both teams can shut you down. Um, I do like the Rangers pitching staff a little bit better. Um, batting wise, let's see. Texas has the vets of Corey Seager, Adolis Garcia, Garcia, Nathan, uh, Nathaniel Lowe have been the best hitters so far. Um, Adolis winning the NAL, ALCS MVP. Arizona is coming in with the young guns uh, of Moreno and Carroll. Um, best, but they are led by Marte and Perduro and, and also Pavin, uh, Pavin Smith as well. So, and Cattell Marte won the NLCS MVP. Arizona has five total dingers, had hit five total dingers against the Phillies. Meanwhile, Garcia had five home runs in the ALCS by himself. So I'm thinking the Diamondbacks isn't necessarily power wise, right? Uh, let's see. The Rangers had a total of 15 dingers, and they had a 3.17 on base percentage. Meanwhile, Arizona had a two a, a 2.94 on base percentage. So batting wise, Texas. So what's going to happen here? Well, I think this thing goes six, maybe seven. I don't think there's not going to be a sweep. I don't think it's done in five. Uh, I think Texas wins this series though. Uh, they just have they have hot bats right now. Their pitching is better, and yeah, Bochy as your manager. I also think the World Series MVP is going to be Corey Seager. I think the guy continues to get hot, continue to stay stay on track like he had. Garcia stays stays the way he is, but I think Seager ends up winning your World Series MVP unless for some reason. Jordan Montgomery or Nathan Avaldi come in and do a Madison Bumgarner type performance in the World Series where they go two and zero and a save. So, so there's your there's your Major League Baseball World Series right there, uh, summed up for you. Uh, next up, we have the NBA season. Now this is going to be a quick preview. I'm not going to dissect every single team. I don't have time or the effort to do that. Um, so this is going to be a basically we're going to take this thing from like thirty thousand feet. Okay. Uh, we got the Denver Nuggets are your reigning NBA champs. 
and they came out and beat the Lakers 119 and 107 that first matchup when they got their rings the other night. And we also found out at the end of that game that LeBron will be load managed for the entire season uh, to around 29 minutes a game. Well, he is also like 38, I think, too. Uh, then you got the revamped Suns beat the Golden State Warriors with Chris Paul uh, at 108-104. Zion is back, and he led the Pelicans to a win. Pacers and Rick Carlisle looking, look to be good this year. Carl, Carlisle will get his 900th win uh, He's this season. He's only three away. Uh, I'm guessing he'll get that by a game seven or ten, somewhere in there. Uh, and then Victor... Wimbiana, Wimbiana, I practiced that name forever. You guys know how bad I am with names. Uh, had his debut of 23 minutes. He had 15 points, two assists, and five rebounds in that uh, game. Also, uh, you had uh, you also have the Damon Lillard debut with the Bucks. That's happening. Uh, Dame Dollar. He's and Giannis and Chris Middleton. That team is going to be scary. And we'll get to more on that here in a second. So let's go down the divisions, um, and let's start with the Atlantic. Uh, Boston runs it. I'm just reign supreme. So I'm, I mean, the 76ers are having Harden issues. They're having all sorts of major in- issues. They're getting investigated by the NBA. Um, a lot of issues going on there. And then you got the Knicks. The Knicks are the Knicks. Look good on paper, but then, uh, then they end up flopping. You got the Nets, who are basically in a rebuild. I mean, but you did have Ben Simmons go off for four points, nine assists, and ten rebounds on opening night. So, there's that. And then you have the wild card, that is the Toronto Raptors. Uh, That could be streaky good, or sneaky good, sorry. They could be really sneaky good this year. Um, But there won't be enough to overthrow Boston. Boston definitely is going to win the Atlantic and take over at least the two seed in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. In the Central, you got the Bucks, and like I said, you got Dame Dalla, and I I project they're going to win at least 60 wins and get that one seed. Uh, Milwaukee has added a point guard Hall of Fame, par, uh, a Hall of Fame point guard, and his name wasn't Chris Paul, so that's a plus. Because I really think that any team that has Chris Paul. I think they're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be really good. We're going to be really good. We got Chris Paul. We got the floor general on our team. And then they just come out and crap the bed. So I don't think Dame Dame Dollar is definitely a different. It's finally good to get him on a winning team. Um, So who we got? We got Cleveland um, as well. Uh, They're going to finish second. You got the Pacers third. You got the Bulls and Pistons basically fighting for last place. I mean, the Cavs are going to get at least the three seed. If I feel like the Cavs can get the three seed, um, I think they can win enough games to get that three seed. Um, I just don't see any other team out in the East getting a third, getting that third seed. I don't even think Miami or the Southeast winner is going to get that third seed. I think the Cavs can do it by getting about 50, 51 wins a game, uh, especially when you got Donovan Mitchell over there and. And they outplayed their expectations last year, and I think they continue to outplay their expectations this year as well. And then the Pacers uh, will be improved from last year as well. Um, I think the Pacers can still make the playoffs 
um, which we'll get this. We'll get to seedings here in a minute. Uh, let's talk about the Bulls for a minute. The Chicago Bulls, nine hours away from. Really think that Reinsdorf really needs to sell that team. Then you get somebody in there to actually that wants to run the team and actually put a winning product on the on the court. Besides, still living off the six rings that Jordan won him um, in the nineties. They really haven't had a good team since Derrick Rose won the MVP back in what was that like 2013 and then he went out with an ACL injury so I I think the Bulls will finally end up doing a complete rebuild uh, they'll trade away Levine and Vucevic um, and I think they also trade away DeRozan um, to a winner as well maybe to the Clippers or someone who need who needs that extra star power coming off the bench I think that's where it happens there I think Billy Donovan as much as I don't want to see him get fired from this gig because none of it's his fault. Um, I do think Billy Donovan is let go at the end of the year. And then, like I said, definitely we definitely need to get a new owner of the Chicago Bulls, someone that's gonna take the time, put some you know put some resources into the team rather than keep cashing those checks. And then you got the Pistons. Uh, Pistons are gonna be struggling. Um, they're gonna probably need a couple more years before they're actually decent uh before they're contending for a playoff spot uh, a couple more years of good a good drafting will will do go a long ways for them and uh, then in the southeast you got it's atlanta and miami that's going to battle for the the first spot for the southeast title you got jimmy butler bam and Kyrie coming off the uh finals appearance which was an improbable run eight seed coming running and through it they survived what the in play games they survived the bucks they survived man they they survived everybody and then they end up getting blown out by the nuggets in the finals so i think they come back strong they're all a little year they're all a year older um maybe tyler hero doesn't go down with an injury and that changes some things but i think atlanta is going to be improved this year uh you still got um so he still got he's st- um, still still got that team co- up and coming, and I really think that Atlanta can with their young get the, with your young guys um, can really uh, hold Miami's feet to the fire in that southeast. And then um, you have so basically that's about it. I mean, <laughs> the rest of that southeast division is garbage just saying charlotte's dismal i mean even lamella ball that's gonna be a tough pull for them to do anything so what do, so we're, what do i got for what do i got for places here shall we well we got the bucks celtics one and two Cavs three heat four 76ers are gonna be fifth hawks six pacers seven raptors eight wizards nine magic ten that's the placement i have for that uh, and I really think that the Magic and Winters, w- w- Wizards will, will make the 9 and 10 spot just because of who else is in the East. I mean, when you got 10 teams making the playoffs don't, and you only got 15 in a division, yeah, or 15 in a conference, five teams aren't, only five teams aren't making the playoffs, okay. So let's get over to um, the, my Eastern Conference Finals is, gonna, is between the Bucks and Boston, of course. And then the Bucks are obviously going to go to the finals. Um, Jalen Brown, I don't think he's worth $300 million, but that's where they paid him. 
Over in the Western Conference, now this is going to be way harder. First of all, you have the NBA champion Denver Nuggets looking to hold on to their title and looking like they could. Then you have Doncic and Kyrie getting an offseason together to work out together. You got Memphis without Ja, ja Morant for now, but he is going to be back after a suspension. And then this thing's really top-heavy with contenders of the Nuggets, Suns, you got um, the Warriors with a healthy Draymond Green. You got the Clippers if they stay healthy. You got Sacramento, what Sacramento did. Surprised everybody last year. Then the up-and-comers are going to be the Thunder, the Jazz, the Pelicans uh, with with the healthy Zion. And then I, think, I don't think the Lakers make the playoffs this year. I really don't. I think the Lakers, Spurs, Rockets, Portland all still all miss out. Um, but the wild card is Minnesota, whether that team can get, get their head out of their wazoos or not, that's going to be the case. So what do we got here for a breakdown? Well, in the Northwest, we got Denver winning it and then they'll get the one seed. Uh, then you got Minnesota and OKC as the two or three. That's flip. Those are flip floppable. Utah will get the fourth seed, Portland, the fifth, right? In the Southwest, you got Dallas getting the one Memphis, the two, New Orleans, the three, San Antonio, the four, and Houston, five. Then the Pacific Division, which by far the toughest division in all of basketball. You got the Clippers, the Kings, the Suns, the Warriors, and the Lakers. All in that order. I think the Clippers stay healthy, and I'm not a homer, not being a homer on this. I really think with Kyrie, Paul George, Westbrook all being healthy, the Clippers can win the Pacific and get the two seed, if not a one seed. Um, the Kings, I think they feel they they finish ahead of the Suns. Um, the Suns have Booker, Bill, Durant, right? So with that being the case, they traded away DeAndre Ayton, so they really don't have a guy in the middle. Like they're basically working on the outside in. Uh, they're going to be shooting a lot of threes, and I don't think. And I, as much as I crap on Chris Paul sometimes, um, he really did set that team apart. That's so. The Warriors, um, it's going to be tough for them uh, unless Draymond Green steps up. But they're all older. It's going to be shooting a lot of threes. They don't. I mean, they play defense down the stretch. And the Lakers. I'm sorry, but you guys are. You guys just aren't going to do what you guys think you're going to do with LeBron and AD. Um, I think Christian Wood is going to be a good player for that Lakers team as well. So, where we at for the playoffs-wise? Well, we got the number one seed, Denver Nuggets. Number two, Clippers. Number three, Dallas. Number four, Kings. Number five, Suns. Six is the Warriors. Seven, Minnesota. Eight, Oklahoma City. Nine, Memphis. And ten, New Orleans. I put Memphis that low because... They don't have a defensive stopper like Dylan Brooks anymore. John Morant's missing 25 games. so. But my Western Conference Finals is going to be Denver and Dallas um, with Denver winning it. So then you got the finals of Denver-Milwaukee, a battle of the 2021 and the 2023 champs. And I think Milwaukee comes out on top due to the X-Factors of Bobby Portis, the length of the Lopez brothers, and they got campaign as well. Um, this can play 
uh, the team can play, and they're very deep. And I know with the Nuggets that they're the Nuggets, but it's going to be tough for them uh, to repeat, I think. So there's the quick little re uh, review preview of the NBA season. Um, I think I'll dive. I'm going to dive deeper into it throughout the year. We'll touch base on the season as we go, of course, because I mean we got dunks in our title, baby. But it is the exciting part of the day for me, Football Friday, and a few Klaus, a few things first. Iowa got screwed. I don't know how you call that a fair catch. Wasn't called a fair catch on the field wasn't called a fair catch anywhere uh if it was a fair catch and he illegally moved it forward there should have been a flag there wasn't and the only reason why they reviewed that play in the first place is because he scored it was a scoring instant if he steps out at the one as my buddy spencer has said they don't review that play which is very true so yeah iowa getting screwed was not on the game plan hey on a personal note unlv is going bowling for the first time since 2015 after they beat colorado state last week and come from behind uh fashion and if you don't have the mountain west conference app you need to download it and you need to watch the mountain west conference football it's pretty amazing so let's get into the college football games this week we got georgia versus florida at florida Georgia is my upset pick of the week. I think Florida can upset Georgia. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me how. It doesn't make sense. But I think it can happen. All right. Um, you also have number eight, Oregon versus number 13, Utah. Utes at home. Give me the Utes. Number 20, Duke versus number 18, Louisville at Louisville. Give me Duke. Colorado's back this week against number 23, UCLA. Give me the Buffs off a 29-point loss or a 29, a blown 29-point lead and then can't went to the bye week. And I bet you they didn't have a fun bye week. And then a game that could decide one of the two teams in the Mountain West Conference Championship game, UNLV versus Fresno State, Pat Hill Day. Um, but the Bulldogs are going to get kenneled, and the Rebels are going to win and continue a magical year. So far, the Rebels' only loss this year was a 31-point loss to Michigan at the Big House. So, those are the, I mean, college football, there's not really, I looked, and there's not, like, a whole lot of premier games out this week. I mean, you got Penn State, Indiana. Um, you got Nebraska, I think, playing Purdue or something like that. Like, there's not really any really good good games that are out there so these were the best that i could find and obviously i threw in the unlv one so obviously so now let's get into our nfl picks for the week um last week we had did a horrible job we definitely lost a lot because i don't know why we did not do very well First of all, the surprise pick was the surprise team to win was the Minnesota Vikings over the San Francisco 49ers. So that was fun. I had the Niners, obviously. Who wouldn't have the Niners? Um, the other was who would have thought the Lions wouldn't show up at all and just get blown out by the Ravens 38-6? to Obviously, I had the Lions in that one. And then you have the Raiders and Bears. And why are the Raiders starting Brian Hoyer? 
for crying out loud. So, a couple bad moves there, and here we are. And then the Commanders and Giants scored 21 points combined. That was a good game, too. And then the Bills getting losing to the Patriots. Wow. Another another stellar job there. I don't know if it's the Bills playing down their competition or what, but the Bills need to get something right. So, let's start with this week's picks. All right. Again, we don't do the we're not doing the Thursday night game because by the time this is already done, that game's already over with and I can't predict the future, but I'm pretty sure the I think the Bills win. Just saying. All right. Um then you got a really good Sunday matchup, I think is LA Rams going to Dallas Cowboys the owner of the most expensive stadium versus the owner of the second most expensive football stadium ever built go toe to toe at AT&T Stadium give me the boys uh Packers Vikings up in Lambeau Vikings the Packers are horrible oh my gosh are they horrible like I don't know how they won two games like they're that bad Jordan Love is horrendous. Atlanta Falcon, next up, Atlanta and Tennessee. Now, if Tennessee loses this game, I have a sense that they're going to sell. That they're going to go into sell mode and trade away Derrick Henry and trade away DeAndre Hopkins and trade away some other guys. They already traded a defensive player to one of their, I think it bared, barred to uh, the Eagles. So I think they definitely go into sell mode if they lose this game. The Falcons are just sneaky good this year. Like, I don't know what Arthur... I don't even think Arthur Smith knows what Arthur Smith is doing as the head coach, but they're winning. So give me the Falcons. Next up, you got the Saints-Colts. Give me the Colts. Garden Mishu, Garden, Gardner Mission, Minshew the third over Derek Carr any day of the week. Next up, you got the Patriots-Dolphins. Dolphins bounce back for a win here. Mac Jones uh, got lucky. That's all I can figure out. And then you got the battle of the Meadowlands between the Jets and the Giants. Give me the Jets. Uh, even though Tyrod Taylor protects the ball, uh, I, I don't think they score more than 10 points against his Jets defense, though. Because the Jets defense, even though they have Zach Wilson, Wilson as the quarterback, the Jets defense still does wonders. You got the Jaguars and the Steelers. Uh, I'm going with the Steelers. The Steelers are just hot right now. Um Mike Tomlin, I don't know what he did, but he flipped a switch, and that team, Kenny Pickett, is being fantastic right now. And then you got the Eagles Commanders. This one's a tough one because the Commanders always played the Eagles tough, but I think the Eagles do win. And then you got C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young in the Texans-Panthers game this week. Panthers going to go 0-7 because the Houston Texans are going to get the win. After that, you got the Cleveland Browns versus the Seattle Seahawks. I'm sticking with the Browns going to Seattle and winning this game. I think Geno Smith doesn't do well against Miles Garrett in that defense. Next up, you got the Chiefs and Broncos up in mile high, and you got the Chiefs winning. Um, then you got the Ravens, Cardinals, Battle of the Birds, Ravens going to Arizona and win. Next up, you got the Bengals, Niners at, uh, at Levi Stadium, and we're going Niners over the Bengals here. Uh, Niners bounce back from that loss to the Vikings. And then you got a couple, I mean, you got a couple really good primetime games this week. Wow. They picked some great ones. We got the two and four Chargers versus the two and five Bears. Justin Field is not playing for the Bears again this week. 
and Justin Herbert's looked, looked abysmal this year. But we're going Chargers at home at SoFi against the Bears. All right, and then Monday night matchup is the Raiders versus the Lions. Are the Raiders going to have Jimmy G or probably not? Are they going to play Aiden O'Connell? Probably not because they'll probably roll up Brian Hoyer again because Josh McDaniels doesn't know what he's doing. So um, I think the Lions bounce back from their horrible loss against the Ravens and smother the Raiders this week. I think they probably beat them like 34 to 18 or some something crazy like that. So there you have it. There's this week's matchups. Um, primetime games not very well. Hey, this is a fun time of the year, boys and girls. We got hockey going right now, uh, which we don't really cover on this show because I know nothing about hockey, even though my favorite team is the Vegas Golden Knights. Just saying. Um, uh, we got basketball starting up, baseball World Series. We're getting into the prime college football season and prime NFL season with those November games. And it's supposed to snow this weekend in Iowa, so I'm not looking forward to that. So stay inside. Watch some, watch some games, and hopefully you win, you win your bets this week. As always, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate every one of you. Oh, also, uh, you can follow us. You can listen to this on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, one guy with a mic. YouTube, go there and you can listen to the show on there as well. So you don't have to. So you can watch it from your desktop now. So let's get that up. Also, we are now a Twitch affiliate as well. Um, so you can sub to my channel there, help promote the, the streaming, help promote the podcast, any money earned as always for either goes back into the content that we create here at one guy with the mic dingers and dunks, baby. Have a great night and a great day. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, AKA the football history dude. And I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the sports history network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. The Pigskin Tales podcast is all about the lesser known pro football players. Yes, there are stories about the ones we know, like Brad Tarkenton and Harold Red Green. But, have you ever heard of Ernie Nevers? How about Dave Osborne or even Grady Alderman? These men created their own path to the NFL. How did they do it? Listen to the Pigskin Tales podcast. Now streaming on your favorite music platform. Go to pigskintales.com. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.